Another source of joy in our lives because of what you've done for us. So Lord, we praise you. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may take a seat. Welcome to Activate Church on this fine Sunday afternoon. How are we all doing? Marvellous. Good. We have got some uh, some exciting visitors joining us all the way from Tokoroa. Wow. I've heard the Toad guys at least be a little louder, but let's let's actually welcome them. So welcome Tokoroa. Fantastic. And uh, Pastor Gary from Toke is uh, going to be sharing uh, tonight. And I, this, I know it's going to be awesome because Nicole Coffin is his daughter. And if you can raise Nicole Coffin, to, Nicole, Coffin, Nicole Coffin to be as awesome as she is, he must be bringing a phenomenal word that can teach us something uh, tonight, which I'm really looking forward to. Hey, uh, visitors, we would love to welcome you if this is your first uh, time. We'd love to get to know you. It's real simple. All you need to do is come see myself or any of the, the leadership guys here. Or if someone's wearing a green T-shirt, um, they're normally at the back. Just go see them. Uh, they'll give you a little pack that's got some chocolate. We'd love to get to know you, answer any questions you've had, and uh, let you know more about this place. Cool? But church, why don't we just welcome all of the uh, visitors if you're here. One of the things, oh, it's Valentine's Day. I nearly forgot who's done some great stuff for Valentine's Day. Who hasn't got anything and would like some chocolate? Yeah, okay. Let's give... Pete, yeah, Peter just hooked me up with my Valentine. I haven't actually seen uh, my fiance Erin all day. I haven't actually given her anything for Valentine's Day yet. Um, I will get there. But who would like some chocolate for Valentine's Day? There's a few people that need chocolate, so we'll, we'll give you. We'll, everyone go. Oh, they didn't get their chocolate. That's the one. No one cares. <laughs> okay. Uh, birthdays and anniversaries. We love to celebrate that as a church. So, would you like to come to the middle if you've had a birthday or anniversary in the last week? Is there anybody here? No one's had a birthday or anniversary in the last week. Okay. Well, we need Eli Hall to come to the middle because he's leaving us. This is his last 6 p.m. Monday. Next. Oh, Marseille. Is Marseille here? Oh, fantastic. Marseille's just back from uh, South Africa on her little trip and she also leaves in the next week and Sam Demet has just come back from a holiday so you come too we're going to welcome you back officially to church so we're going to pay the prayer over these guys heading off uh, to Auckland to study and just to welcome Sam back uh, from the States so church won't we stand and pray for these guys and uh, because you're going to miss your birthday, so this is kind of your, like your pre-birthday prayer. Cool. Church, won't you join me? Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity, and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And at the end of the service, if we, um, if you'd love to pray and have any words for Eli and Marseille, we're going to gather around them in prayer at the end of the service. So feel free to come up and join us for that.
Cool. Thanks, guys. Why don't you give these guys uh, hands? Uh, we have got one of their fantastic leaders of youth this year. Uh, Nicole Stone's going to come up and share a testimony. She is the year nine and ten girls leader. Does a fantastic job. And uh, thank you, Nicole. Hello, everybody. Um, how are we this evening? For those that don't know, um, I work in the halls of residence over at the university, um, which at times can be quite stressful, and I can be in charge of up to 318 year olds at one time. Um, I realised that God put me in this position for a reason. I wasn't really sure what it was, because um, no one likes that responsibility. But I found that um, if I went out of my way and helped somebody um, more than I was expected to, that they would actually feel like this joy. Um, I actually had several of them come up to me at the end of the year and give me a great big hug and said, thank you for all that you did for me. It actually meant something. And I was like, whoa. Like, I didn't actually realize that I was doing very much. Um, But yeah, it just proved to me that when you go the extra mile for somebody, um, even if you don't necessarily think that it's doing anything, um, it really is. And... Another example is we had some American conference students um, come in over summer and part of my job was just to basically put them into their rooms and then tell them to enjoy themselves. Um, But they just kept asking me questions about New Zealand and about the Waikato um, and all this kind of thing. I ended up taking them on a tour of the university um, and they just had so many questions about our culture and that kind of thing that I could answer. And I realised that, you know, if I didn't do that, then they wouldn't have known anything about our culture or our heritage or anything like that. Um, and considering we live in such an amazing place, like it seems silly not to share it. Um, so yeah, I just shared God's goodness through that. Um, like God placed me in this particular position for a reason. And yeah, I just use that. So I encourage you to do the same. Man, that's such a cool testimony about whenever, wherever, be like Jesus is just using your opportunity where you are. And so uh, be encouraged, be challenged to step out in faith and live uh, that life. But won't you stand? We're going to continue with our uh, worship. Thanks, band. But stand to your feet and uh, we're going to sing. Hey guys, um, how many of us had a really good holiday? Yep, most of us, yeah, it was a good break. And um, this is our first Sunday as a team back on worship and it's such an honour to be here to be able to just serve you guys. And as I was praying this week, I was like, God, what do you want to do this Sunday? And um, he showed me a picture of this, I thought it was a river, but it was a stream. And um, we had many debates about this, but the river was so white, you could see the ground and just everything that was at the bottom of it. It was so beautiful. And like I see it right now, and it's just the most beautiful stream I've ever seen. And I was like, God, why are you showing me a picture of a stream? And um, he's like, I'm the stream. And I was like, okay. And, um, and then uh, I realized that he was showing me that because he wants... Um, his children to come to the stream 
Like you guys might have come in from a good holiday, but you're still carrying on to something that you shouldn't be. And God's just like, come, come and touch, come and taste, come and see me. And He wants to release you guys from that. He wants you to come and immerse yourselves tonight in His presence. Immerse yourself so thickly. Just cover yourself, saturate yourself in in His presence. And if there is something that you guys need to let go, come to the stream. Like He is waiting for you. And so tonight, we want to create a space where you guys can come. If you want to come to the front and you feel like you just want to touch Him there and you want prayer, just come to the front. You know, the people behind you, who cares about them? You know, this is your time with God, but I encourage you, come to the stream tonight if you need to. And even if you just want to taste Him and and be energized for the air, come to the stream. Like He just wants all His children to come to the stream. So Lord, we just pray tonight that we will meet with You, each and every single one of us, that our hearts will just collide with Your presence. Father, we just pray that You pour over this room so thickly, Father, and that we're not afraid to come to the stream tonight, Lord, wherever we are in this building, whether we're in the back and the front, Lord, that we will come so comfortably. Or, you know, if there's fear within us, Lord, that you just shake that right out of us. Father, this is a night tonight to just come to you and lay everything at your feet. Lord, I just thank you so much for your children. Father, that we get to be here tonight to just praise and worship your name. Lord, I just pray that we'll have an incredible time worshipping your name.
Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when the plowman will overtake the reaper, and the treader of grapes him who sows the seed, when the mountains will drip with sweet wine, and all the hills will be dissolved. And I will restore the captivity of my people Israel. They will rebuild the ruined cities and live in them. They will also plant vineyards and drink their wine and make gardens and eat their fruit. I will also plant them on their land and they will not again be uprooted from their land, their land which I have given them. Our Father is in the business of restoration. He will plant you in your land and you will not be uprooted. He has you where you are. stream thing is that we don't actually believe that a lot of the time that God is in the business of restoring that he is good and he is fully and completely good God we ask that you would show us that tonight again I know it feels like we come here all the time questioning your goodness you show us again Tender whisper of love in the 
each and every single person here this evening through this time of worship and through the word. My encouragement, I encourage you push and pursue God. If in this moment, just let go, let your, let your walls drop, open up your heart, let that situation you're just hiding away come forward. Just as that song was going, I felt the Holy Spirit and speak and say, Jesus died on a cross for your sin, but it goes way beyond that. It's the start of a journey in for you living in the fullness of what God has for you. And the fullness of what God has for you is in your surrender and putting your hope into Jesus. The song, Good, Good Father, is about His love for you and His love so much that He let His Son die on a cross for your sin and your shame, but also that you could live in the fullness, the fullness of life that He has for you. So I encourage you, take this time, pursue Him, Open up to Him. Maybe it's just a time for rejoicing in the goodness of God and the praises. Praise Him for the great that He's doing in your life. And maybe it's a time for laying down a surrender. Because in that surrender is where we find the fullness.
we thank you for your love that you've poured so generously out upon each and every single one of us here Lord we thank you for your goodness that you've put on display Lord we thank you for your grace your mercy that wipes us clean Lord, we thank you for everything you do. Lord, my prayer is, is for me, for your church, is that we would wholeheartedly surrender to you. In everything we do, we would lay down our lives, would let you lead us and guide us. Lord, your Holy Spirit would impart something on each and every on the inside of each and every single person Lord there would be freedom for those that need freedom they would find love where they need to find love but Lord most of all I pray that as a church we continue to find you in greater and more intimate ways than ever before to walk in a stronger and greater relationship with you, to imitate you, to reflect your love to others. Lord, I pray that we would seek you more and more. Lord, that we would each have a defining moment where we are open, we are honest. We're ready for you to speak. Lord, I thank you for you. I thank you for your son and everything you've done in our lives and for your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, man, wasn't that good? Hey, why don't we give God a shout of praise? Come on. Come on. That is so good. So good. Well, you can take your seat. And it is our absolute pleasure to invite up Pastor Gary Coffin from Activate Church, Tokoroa. This is probably, because you're family, right? Activate one big fam. This is like, might be the only introduction you get. You get introduced to everyone now. You just come up whenever you want. It's like, your family now. So let's uh, all stand to our feet. And give Pastor Gary from Activate Tokoroa a huge hand as he comes and cheers. Ooh, what a greeting. Activate Hamilton, how are you tonight? Worship team, you are absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Amazing. 
Activate. I bring you greetings from Activate Church Tukuru. Um Before I left church this afternoon, they said they tried to give me some advice on um, what to tell you. And um, one of the jokers in the worship team said, tell the worship team they're good but not as good as us. <laughs> I said, I can't do that. I want to get on the good side. Amen. It's great to be here with you tonight. Uh, my name is Gary Coffin, uh, born and bred in Tokoro. I'm married to this beautiful woman over here, Lindsay. We've been married for 38 years. 38, going on to 39. Awesome. She's a joy of my life. Um, she's that voice that you hear when you're doing something wrong. Sheridan knows all about it, that's why he laughed. <laughs> um, I've got two daughters here tonight, um, Nicole and Sarah. Sarah's down there beside Patria. I brought along a team so I could get somebody cheering for me. <laughs> Just in case you are a tough lot to talk to. Well, and we've got six daughters. God, God has got a sense of humour. But they're beautiful and all of them have been a blessing to us and we have four grandchildren. In uh, John 3.16, um, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, but there's the, uh, there's the other side of it. For God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world. Amen? Yes, he sent the son to save the world through him. And Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto the Father except through me. You know, that kills any um, theology that preaches against Jesus Christ. Amen? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one, amen? No one comes unto the Father. No one gets to claim their inheritance except through having faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only way you get to claim your inheritance unto the Father. Amen? It's the only way you're going to get into heaven is through Jesus Christ and through the confession of your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? Not if you think about it. Amen? That's not going to save you. Do I hear amen then? If you think about it, that's not going to help you enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's not going to have you have, you have a relationship with God the Father. That's not going to enable you to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's not going to enable you to have a relationship with this Holy Spirit. Whew. Jesus Christ, in the confession of our mouths, and the belief in our hearts that he died, on, and on the third day that Jesus arose from the dead. Amen. That is the way we are saved. Amen. My journey, I've been asked to share a bit, a bit of my journey. Um, I was saved on the 13th of June, 1995. That is my birthday. It's a birthday I can never forget because the day I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I was absolutely drunk. People say you can't, um, can't ask Jesus Christ into your life when you're drunk. Well, I'm a walking, talking testimony to tell you that you can and I can tell you, you can have a life-changing experience when you're drunk. Amen? People say, oh, no, he's drunk. Don't worry about him. No, you worry about him. Something might sink into that thick head. Amen? God's able to touch their hearts. True? Even when you're drunk. 
You see, on the th- um, I had made a promise to my wife, Lindsay, that I would go to a Bull Sabrisky healing meeting in Tokoro, uh, back in 1995, of course. And, um, but I went to rugby that day. That day? Yes. That day, yes, I went to rugby. And um, rugby was my God. Like, I would do anything to play rugby. Um, I played rugby, I trained rugby, I thought rugby, everything was to do with rugby. So when Lindsay and, his, and her mother and father asked me to go to this healing meeting to see Bull Sabrisky, I said, yeah, I'll go, you know, maybe, maybe not. So I went to play rugby, and the Holy Spirit kept on reminding me about this meeting. I was going, oh, why am I getting hassled with these thoughts about this Bull Sabrisky meeting? I'm having a good time here. We just won. We just beat this Hamilton team. You know, you know, we just cleaned them up, you know, wiped the floor with them, you know. We're going, yeah, we're celebrating, you know, talk raw rules of rugby world. <laughs> and um, this nagging thought kept pestering me. And so on the way back, I'm still drinking beer and thinking, oh, I gave her my word. I was a man who lived by my word. Even though I was in the world, my word meant a lot to me. My word was something that I lived by. I didn't like breaking my word to anybody. If I told anybody I was going to do something, I'd normally done it. So I'd made a promise to Lindsay. I think, oh. So I got the bus to stop in the middle of town, and I hopped off, and I walked across to, um, to this Bill Sabrisky meeting. And I tried to find my wife and her mother and father at this meeting. Um, they were at home very disappointed with me because I hadn't shown up. And um, they were at home moaning and groaning about me. Where's this Gary? He's disappointed us again. He hasn't shown up. We were going to take him to Bull Sabrisky. And where was I at the Bull Sabrisky meeting? <laughs> you know, and when God has a plan and a purpose for your life, he organises things that happen during that meeting to touch your life. And he had organized it so that when I walked in and sat in the deepest, darkest corner, it would be like me walking in here and standing back here somewhere. Here was I. The auditorium was full of all these people, and I was hiding in the background there. And Bill Sabrisky turns around and says, you. He wasn't pointing at me, but it looked like it at the time. He says, you. Do you want to change and turn your life around? Do you want to be set free from what has been um, troubling you all your life? Do you want to walk in freedom? Are you sick of walking around and around in circles all the days of your life? I was going, he's talking to me. And I am sick of this life. I don't want to be an alcoholic anymore. I don't want, to be, I don't want rugby to be my God anymore. And when he made the invitation as to walk up the front, I walked up the front. And I didn't care who's seen me. Amen? I was no longer hiding up the front. I was at the back. I was walking up the front. I wanted people to see what I was about to do in my life. And um, Pastor Dave um, later on was saying that when I walked up the front, he could hear all these people saying, that's Gary Coffin. What's he doing? He's walking up the front. Gary Coffin. He's walking up the front. He's going, yeah, that's me. And when I asked Jesus Christ into my life, he instantly transformed my life. Amen? I was an alcoholic one day. The next day, I was set free. 
The next day I went to rugby again. Um, um, I used to play for two teams. One played on um, Saturday and one played on um, Sundays. That's how much I enjoyed playing rugby and that's how much I loved rugby. And we, and we played rugby and afterwards we went to the bar. And um, one of the boys there, never buys anybody a beer ever. And he walks up to me, Gary, I'll shout you a beer. And I turned around and I said to him, I don't drink anymore. You know, that's what happens when the power of God touches your life. When you are set free, you are set free indeed. You know, and that is the day my journey began. That night when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, when I believed something happened within my life, within my heart. I was able to hear him with my heart. I was able to see him. I was able to hear him with his ears. My mind was able to comprehend his word and his truth. You know, it hasn't been an easy journey. Um, bit of my background is rugby, rugby league. I was in the gangs for a while. And it's when a gang, ex-gang member makes, um, tr- um, is transformed, God transforms their lives around and when you um, get to walk with the Lord for a while, and then you hear about these gangs doing good things for the community, you think, what a load of hogwash. You see, gangs are always in it for themselves. I know. They are there so they can influence young people like yourselves, influence you so that you can grow up to be the next generation of gang members. So if gang members are approaching you to do this and do that and do this, no matter how good, good it sounds, if they haven't had a life-changing experience with Jesus Christ, they want you to use you for, for the expansion of their kingdom and not God's kingdom. You know, um, gangs are all out for number one themselves. Gangs are out to make as much money as they can, however they can. But when a gang member turns around and accepts Jesus Christ into their lives, then you can trust them. Amen? Then you can trust them. If they've been walking with the Lord for two or three years and you can see the fruit of their lives, you can trust them. Because we've, we've had many people go through the church. Oh, excuse me. Have been gang members. Um, one of them is the Dale Moore. I don't think he mind me using his name. He was one of the meanest, toughest gang members in Tokoro. We've got some policemen in our congregation and they have heard all the stories about Dale Moore and about how he used to threaten people with, pe- uh, with pistols, how he used to um, walk into people's houses and beat everybody up in the house and, and say, OK, then you owe us $100, we're going to take your bed, your TV and your fridge. And he had a life-changing experience with Jesus Christ. And he's been walking with Jesus Christ now for 20 years. Do you think you could trust him? Amen. The transforming power of God, you know, that does something within people's lives. Since I've begun my journey in the 13th of June, 1995, God has blessed us in many ways. Um, it hasn't always been easy. Um, I won't lie to you. Um, Lindsay and I have been through, through many trials and tribulations. Um, if you've seen Dr. Samuel Chan last year at the X conference, you know, we've been through part of what he talked about. We've been through trials, we've been through tribulations, we've been through um, people within the church hurting us um, and people from outside of the church, church treating us better than people inside the church. But, it's, but these trials and tribulations aren't there to weaken us, they're there to strengthen us. 
through our trials and tribulations, we, um, we are able to focus our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Amen? See, without Jesus Christ, I was doomed spending eternity in hell. With Jesus Christ in my life, that turned around. It also turned around our marriage. Jesus Christ, as we heard tonight, tonight is, in the, is in the business of restoration. He's in the business of restoring people back into relationship through, to him through his son, Jesus Christ, and by the power of his Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit operating in your life, you're doomed to failure. Amen? Holy Spirit comes in and he empowers us to be able to accomplish God's will and God's plan and God's purpose for our lives. Amen? With the Holy Spirit, we are able to walk in victory. We are able to see God's amazing power released through us and to other people to bring praise and glory and honour unto our God. What I'm um, just declaring tonight is that, that, our, that I am here to bring praise and glory and honour to our God. Whenever I speak, it's for his praise and his glory and his honour. It's to give him praise and glory and honour because without him, I wouldn't be here tonight. I wouldn't have been through what I've been through. Um, ministry. You know, people think they can start up the top of ministry. You cannot start at the top. The only time you start on, on the top of anything, you haven't shared this, have you? Is, is, is when you dig a hole. <laughs> Amen? And then you bury yourself. Amen? But it's when you stay at the bottom... When you start at the bottom and, and, and you work your way up, God is able to work through you. He's able to minister to you and he's able to strengthen you through these times. Um, Lindsay and I with ministry, um, I started off cleaning the church. And I heard that um, Sheridan and I and our families were cleaning the churches over Christmas as well. <laughs> and it's good fun. Because when you, when you start there, you're able to pray through the church. Amen? You're able to experience God's love for his people because he has enabled his church to be built. And there you are inside his church praising and worshiping him, even if you're cleaning. Well, um, Lindsay and I started cleaning at the church. Um, I started on the lawns. Then I was on prison ministry for about 16 years, and I love prison ministry. Back in the early years with prison ministry, um, I, th I thought I wouldn't ever get a police clearance. So I applied, they told me to apply, so, so I applied for police clearance and I got it. You should ask Lindsay, I got this um, letter. Dear Mr. Dear Mr. Gary Coffin, you have been cleared to join the prison ministry team and blah, 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 blah. And I hung it above my pillow. <laughs> That's how proud of it I was saying, thank you, Father God, that you have enabled me to go into the prisons to share your love with these men. Oh, that was that was put. That for me was awesome. In the early in the early years, there was there's a unit um, down in Turangi called CT, Corrective Training, and it was for the boys who were 16 years and under, and it was army style. It was brilliant. You know, um, they used to come in with all their short hair. It was a um, was a number one comb. It was army style. They marched in, yes sir, no sir. They had to come to church. They had to come to church to spend an hour with us and, um, and the wardens would march them in, they'd sit there and we seen God's transforming power uh, working in these young boys. 
we've seen them breaking down. We've seen them crying because they were 16 and under. They were missing mum and dad. They got into trouble. They hadn't thought about what they were doing. And then they got themselves in so deep a trouble that they ended up in prison. But we've seen these boys being um, water baptised in the middle of winter with snow all around the ground and a trough outside. Water baptised. They was absolutely amazing. They'd walk out on their bare feet and they're going like this and they hop in there with water baptise them and they come up, gee, that was beep, 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 cold. <laughs> and you're standing there, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> there was CT, plus the other, it's the units we used to go to, um, it's the men there used to come and they used to do the worship for us if we didn't have a good guitar player. They used to sing for us. They loved the Lord. They found the Lord in jail. And then we used to water baptise them um, at, the, at the back of the Turangi with the pines and that there's, there's a stream. Tyra talked about the stream. <laughs> and it was clear, clear water because you could actually see trout swim, um, swimming around in the stream. And they used to walk in there and we used to water baptise them in the stream. And they used to do the same thing. They used to come out, oh, that was big, big cold. But, you know, they had a love for Jesus. And these men are still continuing on in their walk today. So, you know, um, as you're faithful to God, he is faithful to you. When you say yes to the little things, God is enabled to implant something within you so that you will be able to do greater things for the glory of his kingdom. Amen? See, well, um, after prison ministry... Um, I was um, lying in, in um, there's some bed one day, reading reading my Bible. Um, I was about two years old in the Lord, and the, the, the Lord spoke to me. I heard His voice. He said, "I want you to go to India." I thought, India, India. Oh, yeah, maybe. The second time, um, be about half an hour later, I was still meditating on the Word, and God said, "I want you to go to India," and it got scary. You know, you're lying there and you're hearing this voice and you start looking around thinking, no, I haven't had a beer today. <laughs> I haven't had a beer for two years. Uh, there's something happening here. The third time he spoke to me, I jumped out of bed, ran to Lindsay, said, God's telling me to go to India. And what was her response? Yeah, I could have told you that. <laughs> <coughs> so now I've been to India 10 times. Um, we're taking a team over in March as well. That'll be, um, be, that's number 11, and we're going again in January next year. That'll be number 12. But in India, you learn to grow in your trust in God. Amen? Patria there has been in India, so has Abigail, and they're planning to go again once um, finances are freed up. <laughs> but it enables you to grow in your faith and your trust in God because in India, everything's done India time. I'm not joking. When they say India time, it is India time. Um, you show up there to say, we want you to do this and this and this with no planning. It's a bit like Sheridan on um, the Thursday, that's when, um, when he rang me up. And he said, Gary, you're speaking on Sunday night. Is that okay? <laughs> but in India, you learn to grow in faith and the trust of your God. You see things happening you never ever experienced before and especially in New Zealand, you never see it. I don't know why that is, but there's, um, there's a special anointing on India and the people in India. We have prayed for people. I prayed for this um, nine-year-old, nine-year-old or 10-year-old. Um, he couldn't hear and he couldn't speak. 
This was in a village in the middle of nowhere in India. It was pitch black. Um, they had one light bulb as a light. They climbed up the palpo and hooked on these two wires so the, so the speaker system would work. And it was in the middle of nowhere. And we got to pray for this young boy and we prayed over him. We said, Lord, we rebuke the sickness in Jesus' name and we declare healing. And this young boy could talk. He couldn't hear or talk. And you're going, well, how come he can speak their language, Lord? And how come, how come he can do this and do that? And it's God just touched him. It is in such a way that it released his power upon him. And he was able to speak the language he'd, he'd never heard before. He was able to understand the language which they were speaking to him, which was Indian, not English. So that's the power of our God. That is how he uses us, his people, to be able to demonstrate his love and his grace and his mercy to people. Um, last year we went to India. We went to this village. It took us five hours to get there. It's in the middle of nowhere. We went over that stream and the people move it. We went up this rocky, rocky place. You're thinking, oh, I would never take a four-wheel drive up here, let alone it's a little wee people mover. And um, we went to this village in the middle of nowhere. And yet God wanted us there. Amen? God wanted the team there. And um, why I'm sharing this today, because God wants you also to go where people haven't ever heard the gospel of Jesus Christ before. Because when we went to that village last year, people were set free, people gave their lives to Jesus, people were healed, people were touched. The village was touched. So that through that village, God was able to do a transforming work so that his work could expand, so that others at summits around this area were able to hear and taste and see and know that the Lord is good. And, and what I've heard tonight, um, that's from Tyron and um, that's from Luke, you know, God has got a marvellous plan and purpose for your life. God wants to release something within you tonight. Amen? God has a way of inspiring and encouraging people through the power of his Holy Spirit. And if you are open, if you put up your hand and say, here I am, Lord, use me, God is able to use you. God is able to release his power into your life so that you can step out of that rut which you may have found yourself, found yourself in and into his glory and his freedom. Josh, Josh has been in India too. Amen. He had a good time. You know, but you need to take that step of faith. Amen. You need to trust in God. You know, I've got all these wonderful stories, but it's through trusting in my God that I've been able to do what God has asked me to do. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? That God has enabled me because I put up my hand and said, here, Lord, here I am. Abigail and Betria have got a wonderful calling upon their lives. You know, one's an evangelist and one's a preacher. You know who I'm talking about and which way it works. You know, and they are willing. They put their hands up. They're part of the youth ministry and talk raw. And they are willing to sacrifice their lives for what for God's call upon their lives. Amen. You know, sacrifice is what it is about. You know, I um. I didn't actually have to sacrifice rugby, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I still played until I was 40, what, five. And um, the older I got, um, it's, 
better I got. Does that make sense? Because of the anointing and the blessing of God's favour upon my life. Amen? I was 45 years old marking 18-year-old wingers. That doesn't, I can't catch them. But God enabled me to hinder the ability to run. And it's called a tackle. <laughs> God can empower you. And I believe he wants to release his power into your lives tonight. You know, we're going to open up the pulpit soon and we're going to pray for people. And, and I believe that God is going to release his power into your lives if you are willing to sacrifice your life for his life and his call upon your life. You know, that is our God. That is our God. He loves you with a passion. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, a plan to prosper you, not to harm you. A plan to give you a hope in the future. It's a plan that would see you stepping into the call that He has placed upon your lives. I know that some of you here have been stumbling with this call that God has placed upon your life, but God is a God of power, and He will help you to get back on track with Him. Because why? Because you are precious in His sight. He knows every number of the hairs on your head. Amen. He holds you in the palm of His hand. Why? Because you are precious in His sight. You are loved by the Lord God Almighty, the Creator of the heavens and the earth. You are loved by Him. You are precious in His sight. And He's telling you tonight, trust in me. Trust in me, says the Lord your God. Trust in me and see if I will not open up heaven and pour out so much blessing upon you. You won't won't know what to do with it. I know they're speaking about tithing, but tonight... God wants to release that into your life so that you, you are able to accomplish His will and His call and His plan and purpose for your life. You excited? Going to trust in your God tonight? When we open up the altar tonight, are you going to walk up the front and take up the challenge? That went quiet. (laughs) <laughs> that went quiet it went very quiet you remind me of Takura <laughs> they go very quiet when I put out challenges and I have to stir them up a little bit more but I know that God has already spoken to you amen through the worship and um, through the word spoken tonight and over you you know the river of life is flowing in you and through you so that you are able to grow in your knowledge and your love and your trust of your God this God who spoke and created all things. This God who sent His Son so that you could be set free. And you shall be free indeed. Amen. To cast off all those hindrances over your lives. You know, to throw off those words that people have been spoke, uh, speaking about. God knows all of these things. Let us pray. I don't know. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for tonight. We give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks for your truth. Father, we give you thanks for your son, Jesus Christ. I don't know everybody here tonight, but I'm going to throw out an invitation that if you want your life turned around like God turned my life around, if you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life tonight, I'm going to pray this prayer and I'm going to ask you to follow me in this prayer. And church, I'm going to ask you to follow me in this prayer too so they don't feel um, singled out when they pray this prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is your Son. That He died on the cross 
But on the third day, Jesus arose from the dead. And that He is alive. Lord Jesus, I come before You now and ask You into my heart. Thank You, Lord Jesus, that You now dwell within me. Heavenly Father, thank You that You have now adopted me into Your family, that I am now a child of God. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we'd like to congratulate you. You are now a child of the Most High God. If you made a recommitment, we'd like to welcome you back. And if you need any more information about the decision decision you've made tonight, please see Pastor Sheridan, Jan, or uh, Pastor Trevor. Pastor Ray, I was close. Sorry, Ray. (laughs) That's right, I met Trevor before, didn't I, You know, our God is a good God. And if you want prayer tonight, if you want to walk in that freedom that God has available to you tonight, we're going to open up the front. We're going to invite you to come up the front. And we are going to pray for you that that there be a release, there be a shift in what has been happening in your life. You know, no longer will you be a slave to whatever sin that might have um, captured you. You're going to be set free from it tonight. God's glory for His honour. Amen. So we're going to open up the altar. If you want prayer tonight, um, I don't know how it works there. Please come up the front. Listen, let's give Pastor Gary a huge hand. Church, and we're gonna we're gonna sing together, and so I'd invite you to stand and come forward. If you're uh, in a place where Gary was talking about, you need some restoration, you need transformation, or you're struggling with the call that God has for you. Maybe you're walking into 2016, um, and it's just a bit. You just don't know where you are or where you're going. I just want you to know that God has plans and purposes for you. And that's what Gary's been talking about. And it's been hugely challenging. And, and so church, why don't we stand and sing? And why don't you come forward if, if you're needing some restoration, you're needing an encounter with Jesus, or you're longing for purpose. We're going to sing at the cross. And I encourage you, come forward, take a step. There'll be people up the front to pray with you as you do. Thanks, Ben.
Break every chain, break every chain. 
there's power in the name of Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. church we're going to end the gathering here but can I please encourage you um, if you still would like prayer we're going to leave the altar open and you can come forward and receive prayer as a church we love to be purposed uh, in our giving so I encourage you on your way out on the left uh, outside the doors there's our giving station I encourage you to go there uh, and lastly, we've got um, Girls' Day Out. If you need more information, it's for girls. It's awesome. Um, I haven't been myself, but I hear it's awesome. Um, so grab an information pack. And also Tuesday night, we've got uh, an info night about Activate Church. So if you call this church home uh, or you're just new, just feel free to come along at 7.30 on Tuesday night. Love to see you there. But be blessed. Have a great week. Uh, we'll see you on Tuesday night.